Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Pick Six, a podcast by The Attractions Group. I'm Ryan Sir, along with Don Helbig, and we're going to bring you the latest and greatest stories from the world of attractions and the amusement industry. Thanks, Ryan. And before we dive into this week's Pick Six, let me remind our listeners where they can tune in to The Attractions Group podcast You can catch us on your favorite podcast platforms and be sure to subscribe, like, and share with your fellow attraction enthusiasts. Thanks for that fantastic information, Don. All right, let's jump into the news. Don, why don't you take story number one? Well, some breaking news from Disneyland as an $8 million food hall-style concept called Parkside Market is set to open at Downtown Disney. The second-story outdoor bar and a variety of culinary options are expected to make it a unique dining experience. The construction permits were filed in October, and they reveal a quick-service restaurant. Four different concepts, that outdoor dining on the second floor. It's a significant addition to Downtown Disney, and it's expected to open by late 2024. The expansion, Ryan, it seems to be part of Disneyland's Ongoing efforts to enhance the visitor experience. Yeah, it's funny because uh, Bob Iger had a town hall the other day, and he was talking about how they had enough land to build another Disney World or Disneyland on their property in Anaheim. So it's cool to see them expand like this. And uh, you know, Downtown Disney and uh, Disney Springs at Walt Disney World in Orlando are both very, very popular shopping yeah. districts, and I think that's a huge opportunity for them to uh, to generate more revenue. Uh, from an avenue that doesn't involve buying a ticket to the park. Nope, not at all. What's next, Ryan? Okay, so next up, we're going to head to America. (laughs) I mean, not literally, because the annual Zoo Lights event at the Smithsonian National Zoo is back for its 15th season, offering a festive atmosphere with animal-themed art displays, live music, and delicious food items. I feel like... I want to know who the first zoo was that did like a festival of lights thing because they were onto something. Cause now every zoo does that. Every zoo is doing it. I think it's a great thing. It really adds to the experience. You know, you have your pass holders for zoos too. So it, uh, you know, gives them another reason to come during the winter time. Yeah. I imagine their, their attendance is probably way down when it's cold, but whoever thought of this was brilliant. Cause this was probably, you know, mid November through the end of the year, but probably into January though, uh, it's probably one of their least attended times. And this completely turns that around and lets them have a piece of that Christmas pie. But I would say for a lot of families, much like the, their local theme park Christmas event, if you're lucky enough to have one, um, the zoo lights are, are another attraction. That's just part of your tradition, right? Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, you called out on this, that's a little different than some of the other, uh, zoo holiday events that we've we've spoken about on previous pick sixes is live music so i'm not sure exactly what that means but that's a little different than what we've been seeing elsewhere yeah it's hard to say like what scope the live music will be it's probably like many other events where it's like a band trio or maybe christmas caroling or something like that but also stuff like that just contributes to the uh holiday atmosphere i would say and shifting to international news, a well-known French company, Concept 1900, it's famous for its vintage carousels, is facing liquidation due to various challenges, which includes the impact of the health crisis and the loss of the Russian market. Uh, it's unfortunate to hear about the struggles of Concept 1900. I hope they find a buyer to keep this traditional enterprise alive. 
they're carousels. They're stable in theme parks worldwide, primarily in Europe. You know, you're talking about places um, like France, China, Russia, Japan, Portugal, Poland, United Kingdom. Uh, but you certainly hope somebody comes along and buys the company and keeps it going. Yeah, I mean, there aren't a whole lot of grand scale um, carousel makers anymore. Uh, PTC still offers them, although I can't tell you when the last one was built. It's been decades at least. Uh, and then Chance Rides makes a carousel, but that it's a carousel, yeah, but it's like fiberglass. That's mm-hmm. a merry-go-round, let's be honest. No offense to Chance, but that's yeah. a merry-go-round. Uh, but yeah, hopefully they get bought by maybe one of the bigger players uh, that can more substantially uh, promote the product, and maybe more p- places will be buying carousels. I, part of the problem might be that most parks have carousels, so they probably don't sell a lot of new ones. It, probably a lot of it has to do with refurbishment and stuff like that. But yeah, everything you mentioned, the COVID-19 pandemic, the loss of the Russian market and so on, it's all going to affect it greatly. Absolutely. Yep. What's next? All right. So talking about my favorite subject, LeBron James. So on an uplifting note, LeBron James Family Foundation has opened the LeBron James Museum in Akron, Ohio, showcasing the NBA star's life and career, including a recreation of his childhood apartment and memorable items from his career. It's a fantastic initiative, Don. It provides fans with a unique opportunity to get a closer look at LeBron's journey from Akron to NBA stardom. I always liked LeBron. Like, I know that he can be abrasive and stuff, but he always does a lot for the community. Wouldn't you say that? He absolutely does. And it was more noticeable in Ohio when he was playing for the Cavaliers during his two stints there, all the charitable work that he did. Uh, He was very involved in some of the first ride uh, launches at Cedar Point. Uh, His foundation was the beneficiary, and, you know, he was um, involved with those. It wasn't one of those things where he just kind of lent his name. Uh, You know, so... uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it's great to see what he's doing. It's, um, you know, I, it's. I really wish he'd have spent his, you know, his entire career to come back and just finished it out in Cleveland rather than going on to the Lakers and that. Um, but uh, the fact that you know this, he's known as an Ohio boy, and the fact that the museum's going to be in Ohio. You know, I, I think it's a good thing and and pays tribute to his fantastic Hall of Fame career. Yeah, I mean, I, I part of it is. I mean, obviously, money was a factor. But there has to be a point with everybody where they've made enough money. And I, I'm not making an argument against making money by any means. But, you know, if you, if they could offer you an extra 10 or $15 million or something, to me, I feel like I'd rather be the hometown hero than be on the Lakers and make a little bit more money because he can afford anything he wants in the world, you know. So it is a shame that he didn't, uh, you know, just always be the hometown Cleveland guy. But... It doesn't matter. His his important work is still in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, you're right about some of the money. You know, sometimes you know wins enough because I've I've seen guys that have, you know, they were offered like 119 million with one team, and then no, I got 126 over here. You know, so was it worth the seven million to uproot your family and all those kind of things? I don't know. I just really, you know, in a roundabout way, I just wish LeBron had kind of, um, you know, ended his career where he started in Cleveland. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right, what's next? Shifting gears back to the theme park scene. Mickey's very merry Christmas party at Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World is completely sold out for 2023. All 25 nights reaching capacity. It seems like the holiday magic is in high demand, which is no surprise there, Ryan. Uh, The popularity of these events continues to grow. But for those still looking for a ticketed after-hours event, 
Jollywood Nights at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That could be an alternative for you. Brian, you're fortunate. You got your I, ticket. I did. I'm going to go the weekend before Christmas. So, spoiler alert, you'll probably have an episode about that the week of Christmas. Um, but yeah, uh, that event uh, is it's very popular. I'm actually surprised the tickets lasted as long as they did because uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party uh, is a little bit more popular. But what the cast members were telling us was that it sells out within like maybe a day, day and a half of them going on sale. Uh, so when we were down there, uh, in like late September, it was still like early Halloween season. And we were asking, um, one of the guest services people, whatever they call them there, uh, those cast members, like, is there a way to like, do you recommend, like, is there a secondary market or something? Cause we were just like, you know, we got to check this out, you know? And, um, they said, go to guest services and ask them because sometimes there's a cancellation and they can sell you tickets. So we got in line at guest services and they do it like a lot of other parks where there's like a, another associate standing at the end of the line. And they're like, oh, what are you here for? Because maybe they can just answer your questions. So you don't have to wait forever in line. And we said, we're I was like, hey, I want your opinion. Is it worth waiting in this line to ask if if there's not so scary tickets available? And the the girl, thank God she was honest. She was like, this whole weekend, we're booked at about 105%. Like, there's no way they're going to be selling you tickets. Uh, so I guess we'll have to chalk up uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Christmas Party for next year. But like I said, very Merry Christmas. We did get tickets for it. Uh, my girlfriend got them for me as a Christmas gift. So we'll be going the weekend before Christmas. And I can't wait to report back because it looks awesome. You ever been to one of these, Don? I have. And it's a, a fantastic event. Uh, my daughter was, you know, in the ages like of seven uh, to 15 when we would go every year uh, to experience this event. A um, lot of memories from it. Just very well done. One of my favorite times of year to visit Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom is during the Christmas season. Park looks beautiful. Yeah, they do such a great job. There's three different castle shows. So there's a, um, they're like stage show. It's like Christmas around the world or something like that. That's not what it's called, but it's something like that. They got the Frozen show, and then they have the fireworks show, the Minnie's mm -hmm. Fireworks Spectacular, which is one of their biggest fireworks shows of the year, from what I understand. So I'm yeah, I've not been back to it since the um, you know pandemic in 2020. So I've not been back to um, Magic Kingdom to experience this event, but it's certainly on my bucket list for 2024. Uh, to try to get one of those coveted tickets. I will certainly take plenty of photos and video to share with you and everybody else. I'll, I'll experience the event vicariously through you. I, I'll get one of those Apple Vision Pros, and then I will send you video uh, through that so you can watch it in spatial video. You have no idea what I'm talking about. That would... <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea, but yeah, I mean, just anything you can send to me, photos, videos, I'd love to see Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah, I'll share it with you and everybody else. We're particularly looking forward to... The fireworks show is my number one thing. Uh, the parade we're both very excited about because that, I mean, Disney does parades just really, really well. Uh, and then I saw, I, I've been very intentionally not watching videos on it on YouTube because I want to see it for myself for the first time. Kind of like how you did with Hershey Park. But um, the uh, I saw a few seconds of the, the Frozen show and that looks really cool too. So really looking forward to it. Uh, they have some overlays for some of the rides. Um, they don't do Haunted Mansion for some reason. They only do that at Disneyland. But uh, Space Mountain has like a psychotic mm -hmm. light show in there that plays like techno 
Christmas music. Um, Tomorrowland Speedway has Christmas displays you can drive by, and Jungle Cruise becomes Jingle Cruise. Yeah, it's, you're gonna you know love it if you haven't done it before. And anyone out there that has a, a ticket to that event, you know you're very fortunate. And uh, you know we we hope that you share those photos on social media so we can take a look and enjoy it from a distance. Well, you can enjoy it from a distance. I'll be there the week you before get to. Christmas. <laughs> I need everybody posting photos and videos of that event uh, so I can experience it that way. Perfect. All right, cool. And wrapping up with some exciting recognition, Worlds of Fun's Zambezi Zinger was nominated for the Best New Theme Park Attraction Award by USA Today's 10 Best Reader's Choice Travel Awards. The revamped roller coaster, which opened during the park's 50th anniversary season, faces tough competition from other notable rides across various theme parks. Other nominations include Wildcats Revenge at Hershey Park, Big Bear Mountain at Dollywood, Wild Mouse at Cedar Point, Air Force One at Fun Spot Atlanta, Soul Spin at Kings Island, Tron Light Cycle Run at Disney's Magic Kingdom, and Pipeline the Surf Coaster at SeaWorld Orlando. It's a fierce competition this year, and with so many incredible attractions vying for the top spot. We'll keep our eyes close on the voting, as it unfolds. So, how many of these have you written? I've written almost all of them. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Um, it is a fierce competition for sure. Uh, you know, you'd expect Wildcats Revenge at Hershey Park, Big Bear Mountain at Dollywood, um, Air Force One at Fun Spot Atlanta, Tron Light Cycle Run at uh, Magic Kingdom, and Pipeline the Surf Coaster at SeaWorld Orlando. I mean, they're all going to be splitting votes. So I don't think anyone's going to run away with it. I agree. And these are all like awesome rides, you know, and there are certain ones that you can probably take out like soul spin at Kings Island. Great ride. I've ridden it. It's wonderful. It looks great, but it's also, there's a thousand of those out there. Uh, if you had to pick one, which one would it be though? Well, um, if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with big bear mountain at Dollywood. I think that was just, you know, it was fun. It was well-themed. It was something that, you know, everyone in the family, you know, can do together. So I, I to me, that adds a lot to a ride when, you know, everybody in the family can do it together. So I'm, I'm going to give that one my vote. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. And and again, it's up against some good competition. Like Tron, I feel is terribly underrated, even for a Disney ride. I had the lowest expectations going into it. And I thought it was super fun, especially at first launch. Uh, the Wild Mouse at... at Cedar Point. We've discussed that at length. That is a great ride. That is so fun. The cheese car is the best one, by the way. Uh, I have not been on Wildcats Revenge, so I'll take your word for that one. Um, but I have been on uh, Pipeline, the surf coaster at SeaWorld Orlando, and I thought that was really fun too. But honestly, for me, the most exciting part was the technology more so than the ride, because I'm looking forward to what they're going to do for that. They, as in the industry, is going to do with that sort of thing in the future. Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's going to be close. Uh, it's not going to you're not going to see one attraction here run away with it like you often do in some of these polls. Um, so it's it's going to definitely be something to keep a close on, uh, you know, eye on to see how it unfolds. Yeah, absolutely, cool. But hey, Don, that wraps up another pick six. So it does, and uh, until next week, for Ryan Sir, this is Don Helbig saying, so long, and good night.